Hello, everybody, and welcome to Relay FM Host Balderdash. I'm your host, Jason Snell, the host of Upgrade here at Relay FM and Liftoff here at Relay FM. Look at that. Two whole podcasts. And I'm joined today by six wonderful Relay FM luminaries to play a game. It's Balderdash, the game of real words and fake definitions. Let me introduce our players. First up, and this is the order in which they will play, by the way. It's Kathy Campbell, host of Roboism and Conduit. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jason. I'm so excited to get all of these really low definitions. I know that we have bonded over Balderdash in the past uh, with our friend Tiff Arment, who couldn't be here. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you play with this group. Up next, the co-host of Focused, it's Mike Schmitz. Mike, welcome. Hey, thanks. I am both excited and terrified to be here. (laughs) That's about right. That seems about right. Uh, also joining us, uh, one of the hosts of Rocket, Simone de Rochefort. Simone, oh, you were one of my favorite parts of the uh, Hostmaster thing we did last year on the podcastathon. So thank you for being back on a game show with me again. I am so excited, but I think I'm also even more scared than Mike. So, all right, it's not a competition, uh, but if <laughs> yes, it were, it if it were, Kate, <laughs> if it were, Casey Liss would be the most terrified of analog and, of course, ATP. Hi, Casey. Hello, how are you? No, nothing like having somebody say, "How do you play this game?" Right before yeah, you get started. Be it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, then we have from Material Andy Inatko, who actually wrote a book about obscure tech terminology and may know all the answers. Hi, Andy. <laughs> I'll take Charlie Weaver to block, Jason. <laughs> and I'm really excited. Not a Relay FM host, but one of the people who makes Relay FM happen. <laughs> it is the sales manager of Relay FM coming out from behind the scenes. It's Carrie Provenzano. <laughs> Carrie, hello. Hello. Yes, coming out from behind the scenes. And I would like to say I'm going to represent the everyman today who perhaps isn't um, au fait with all the technological terms, but. I'll give it my best. Well, the good news is most of these terms hopefully are not guessable and you just have to sort of uh, figure out what sounds right. So the way this works is I will give you a technology term that I have picked. I swear it's related somehow to technology, somehow. Um, And then all the players get to guess what it is or send an alternate definition. I will then read the definitions. Nobody knows who they're from. Everybody will have to guess what the real definition is. If you guess it right, you get two points. If you guess it right, right off the bat without any options you get three points if you guess it wrong you're giving a point to whoever wrote that fake definition it's that simple and we're going to play play eight rounds and crown a winner crown a champion because that's what game shows are all about right winning Eh, maybe not maybe it's just about having fun that's what i hear let's get started with our first word how about that words are fun so let's play this word game and the first word is nearsourcing nearsourcing please send me your definitions for nearsourcing now nearsourcing n-e-a-r-s-o-u-r-c-i-n-g just like it sounds one word nearsourcing just gonna go ahead and erase that hyphen i put in there (laughs) (laughs) thankfully the spelling of the word is not conducive or necessary for the definition I don't know. I'm getting a red line underneath it. You sure this is real? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All the definitions are in for near sourcing, near sourcing. I will read them now and then you will all have to tell me what you pick beginning with Kathy. Here are your definitions for near sourcing. The ability to find files locally. An online image crediting system that relies on crediting a similar but inaccurate source bypassing copyright infringement. Using a source control server that's geographically close to your current location. The act of outsourcing jobs, but to countries that are nearby. The practice of forming a design or development team comprised only of local talent. A euphemism for sourcing an item from the neighborhood recycling or trash pickup. And using first-party software to store information. Those are your definitions for nearsourcing. And Kathy Campbell, it's time for you to tell me 
what you think nearsourcing really means. So many great definitions here, mm, Jason. Weren't they? So many. Weren't they? So many. And clearly, the correct answer is the one related to copyright. And that is the one that I am guessing. Okay, that's the uh, online image crediting system that credits an inaccurate source to bypass copyright restrictions. Very clever. Okay, Mike? Uh, That one sounded right to me, too. But I watched the previous game, and I don't want to... (laughs) <laughs> everybody go to that one. <laughs> oh, you're you're so, going to deploy the spread uh deep. Well, the, the gonna, problem with that is play, you may prevent me from defense. winning. Oh, I didn't even mention. I'll mention it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if nobody guesses the correct word, I get 4 points for me. <laughs> and if I win and you guys all lose, that's really not good. So, don't do that. <laughs> You'd be trying to support you, us and like yeah, right? exactly <laughs> which, yeah. yes and which is why i would also say you you do want to win so don't just spread out the answers to spite me because the point is for you to win not for me to be spited i'll probably not win anyway anyway mike what do you think <laughs> can you reread that last one sure uh using first party software to store information mm. i'll take that one all right first party software uh simone what do you think I am going to go with the first one, actually. The ability to find files locally? Yeah. <laughs> she says with the <laughs> utmost confidence. I, I feel like I'm tricking myself because it, it, it feels wrong when you read it, but it's also the first definition that I thought of. So m- whoever's out there thinking like me. I, mean, I cannot <laughs> tell you. I cannot tell you how many times it turns out that a couple people are on the same wavelength and they're constantly picking each other's <laughs> answers in this game. Happens all the time. I'm here to find my soulmate, so I'll right. pick that. One. <laughs> the big reveal is uh, really FM host Balderdash. It's it's a dating game. <laughs> Who knew? Yes, Casey. What do you think? Near sourcing. Uh, is? I, I think. Forgive me. I don't recall the exact wording, but the one about basically outsourcing, but but to a team that is geographically close to you. I, I think that's that's my winner. Outs- outsourcing to countries that are close by. Yes. Yes. Please. All right, Andy. Oh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. I was just thinking about how beautiful the world is and how we must all love each other and that. Our egos, we can just put it aside. We just put things get in the way that we should really just focus our attention on taking care of not buying it. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the ability when you're looking for that one about when you're looking for a source, you can't quite find the one you're looking for, so you'll find something that's close enough. The is that the the online image uh, to a similar but inaccurate source? I would say that. I like yes. that. We all have to buy, bypass our copyright <laughs> bots. And Carrie, what do you think? I am going for the one about first-party software, please. What was what was the wording of that one? Using first-party software to store information. Yes, let's go with that. <laughs> A lot of reluctant pickers here. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how they did. Uh, Simone was searching for her soulmate or the right answer when she suggested it was the ability to find files locally. Her soulmate may be Kathy Campbell. That was her answer. <laughs> Um, let's see. We got, we got a couple of, uh, two person guesses here. Kathy and Andy thought it was the copyright bypassing system using an inaccurate source. That was Carrie's fake nice. answer. Nice. Well done, Carrie. I'm taking that one. If I can hoodwink the guy who wrote the book on tech jargon, <laughs> yeah. I'll take that as a win. That Consider good. me done for the evening. What I didn't mention is that uh, deadline really struck up me unexpectedly. So a lot of those words I really did make up. Yeah, so. all right. <laughs> That's a different game show. Although actually that would be a good one. Um, and uh, let's see, Mike and Carrie thought it was the last one using first party software to store information. That was Simone's definition. <laughs> Two points to Simone. And Casey thought that it was the act of outsourcing jobs to countries that are close by. So it's like outsourcing, but you know, nearer. If he's right, he'll get two points. If he's wrong, I'll get four points. Oh no. <laughs> That's a terrible definition, but it is the correct one. It near sourcing. Is it less evil or more evil when you're near sourcing to nearby yes. Uh, yes, instead indeed. of far away? 
Uh, what a terrible piece of jargon. And, uh, <laughs> and our first word. What's the, point? Yay! What's the point even? <laughs> I really want to know where that line is between That's near true. and outsourcing. Yeah. Like, is it you know, <laughs> like... Who you, did you know, this? you know, our our whole our whole city lost their jobs, plunging us into a recession. But hey, at least those jobs went to Canada instead of someplace overseas. <laughs> that makes me feel a whole yeah. lot better. For frankly, I think I think you you've really nailed the PR aspect of near sourcing as a word right there. That's exactly how people are using it. All right. So after one round, here's where we are. Simone, Casey, and Carrie all have two points. Kathy picked up one point from her soulmate. Maybe, Simone. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Mike, Andy, and me back here in the back where it's very pleasant and well lit and there are pillows uh, with zero points. That's fine. It's, it's fine back here. It's the best. Let's move on to round number two. It's in time for another word. Maybe this word will be less disappointing or maybe it won't. The word for round two is batmobiling. Batmobiling. Please send me your definitions for Batmobiling now. I had to come up with two games worth of these things. And I have some extras that I will regret not using. I've got a tiebreaker for round nine that's actually kind of, I love it, but we had one word in the last round that everybody guessed the moment they heard it. It was Fram, F-R-A-M, and everybody said it's it's. A foreign random access memory. It's uh, firmware it's random access memory. I was going to say oil filter. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> had a random access memory definition and one wasn't. And it was spam from your friends and family. And everybody's like, oh, well, that's Stop. what it is. And that's what it oh. was. So, it's like there wasn't enough diversity in the answers. My gave away the real answer. Okay. All of the definitions are in for Batmobiling. I wonder, wonder what that means. Let's find out. Here are your definition possibilities bolting additional features onto a product without considering the overall user experience creating software that has a large variety of customization options when the parameters of a project change partway through development using a showy but ultimately useless technology to satisfy arbitrary requirements. Putting up an emotional shield just <laughs> as a relationship enters that intimate, vulnerable stage. Okay, I'm not gonna ask I'm not gonna ask who said that, but you deserve a hug. It gets better. <laughs> it's not that bad all the time. The act of repurposing someone else's software by adding one major element, a practice commonly used by students. And a software project management term describing what happens to an app when it becomes overloaded with esoteric features that will rarely be needed. Those are your definitions for Batmobiling. These are all really good. Yeah, they're Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. We could we could make some new words. Well done, here. everyone. Well done. And Mike, unfortunately, you got to go first this time. <laughs> uh, what do you think Batmobiling is? I'll go with. The last one, the project management one. All right. Features that will, esoteric features, we'll say, uh, is the highlight of that. Um, Simone. <laughs> They're good, right? They're good. <laughs> They're really good. I'm tempted by a lot of them, but I think I am going to go with the one about students. Uh, uh, adding one element to an existing piece of software in order to make a new piece of software. All righty. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> I know everybody feels regrets afterward. It's it's how the game works. Casey, what do you think? So I really like the student one because you know the original Batmobile, to the best of my knowledge, was basically just bolting a bunch of crap on a regular car <laughs> and making it look different. But I actually agree with Mike that the esoteric features one rings most true to me. So hopefully, I will not regret these words in a few minutes. Spoken when the like a software developer. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what do you think? Uh, can you read the first one again? Sure. Bolting additional features onto a product without considering the overall user experience. Yeah, I think I, I think it's good. I think that's the one. Well, I'll pick one number one. All right. Add features. We don't care about the users. Just put those features in there. Carrie, what do you think? I I'm going with the esoteric features. 
because it sounds most like a definition. And even if it's not, I think points to whoever is using esoteric in this <laughs> in this friendly game of Boulder Dash. So Honestly, I'll yeah. happily give them my yeah. points if I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. I mean, look, that's how this game is played. You, sometimes you just got to admire the game of one of your competitors and give them a point. Uh, Kathy, you are our last to pick. I would like to choose the term that's showy but useless. The showy, okay, showy but useless. What is, which one is that? Uh, that was the second or third one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. Uh, okay. Using a showy but ultimately useless technology to satisfy yes, arbitrary requirements. Right. That one. Very nice. Arbitrary. Another good word. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Esoteric, arbitrary. All right. A lot of bad software happening in this round. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people in this panel who have been wounded by bad oh, software, yes. clearly. <laughs> Let's see how everybody did, shall we? Uh so Kathy thought it was uh, showy but ultimately useless technology to satisfy an arbitrary requirement. That was Casey's answer. <laughs> Point to Casey. Uh, Simone thought that it was the act of repurposing someone else's software by adding one major element like a student <laughs> might do. Simone, got to add Carrie to your list of potential soulmates. Good! What? <laughs> what? going on here? <laughs> Andy thought it was bolting additional features onto a product without considering the overall user experience. That was Mike's definition. Very good. Point to Mike. And, well, Mike and Casey and Carrie all thought that it was a software project management term describing what happens to an app when it becomes overloaded with esoteric features that will rarely be needed. And, yeah... That was Andy's fake answer. <laughs> oh, well done, Andy. Andy. Great, great well done. Andy gets three points, which is great. But you know what's greater, wow. everybody? I get four <laughs> points. Four. I don't wow. know. If it's, is that really greater? Because is you know really Batmobiling? Sometimes your heart is like the Batmobile. And at that moment where you need to get intimate, instead, you put up your emotional shields. What? That. What? Is Batmobile? You liar! You said Are this you was me? all technology everybody, everybody related. Everybody made up a much better definition than that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm I thought sorry. that was Kathy letting me down softly. <laughs> 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 if only I could be that good of a writer. It's on, it's an online. It's like an online culture term, apparently, yeah. and that's why it's in here. They're oh, not all about software boo. development. You know what? I, 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 <laughs> wow. I talked myself man. out of points there because I thought, you know, I bet whoever that's clearly a made up one, but. I'll make that person yeah. feel better by making sure they get at least a point for that. I appreciate but it. But then I thought, no. I appreciate your compliments to the writer of that uh, that definition. All right. Well, after two rounds, yeah, I got four points on the villain here. You guys need to beat me. Uh, Casey, Andy, Carrie all have three. Simone has two. And Kathy and Mike each have one. Nobody nobody Woo! was zero. Everybody's got points. Everybody's doing Yay! great. We're on the board. That's good news. Uh, let's move on to round three. Another word. This is actually a phrase. I want you to tell me what Zen mail is. What is Zen mail? Z E N M A I L. Zen mail. Please send me your definitions now. Okay, so now let's talk about how the next round we're going to have every single answer how to be. Uh, that, I think that, that term refers to someone uh, like who has lots of points and they think it's really, really important, even though it's not important and they're really stupid. Oh, wait. Later, later. Round four. <laughs> All right. All the definitions are in for Zen mail. Let's see what they are. These are good. These are really good, people. Zen mail. The feeling of peace when forwarding an email thereby making the original request someone else's problem. <laughs> email messages that elicit a peaceful or positive emotional response. Automated responses from the CRM Zendesk, usually used to confirm receipt of customer support queries. Email messages that arrive with no text in the message body. <laughs> a message that was implied, but not actually sent. The person in the message thought they or in the message thread thought they already understood what they meant emails that make you feel joy when you archive them <laughs> and making peace with the reality that you will never maintain in box 0 those are seven excellent <gasps> definitions for zen mail only one of them 
is real, uh, you know, for whatever goes for real in this game. And let's start with Simone this time. Simone, what do you think Zen male is really? I feel like I am falling into a trap, but I am going to go with the Zendesk one. Zendesk. It does sound very specific. Very, very again, very specific. Specificity and is the soul of, of narrative. My IT department uses Zendesk. So, wow, but Zen, you know what? The Zen mail is coming from inside the game. <laughs> you going with it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Casey. I feel like I am falling deep, deep, deep into a trap, but I concur with Simone that the Zendesk email sounds the most plausible to me. I will I will fall into that, that hole of despair with Simone, right. and, and I will join you there. Just in a, uh, we'll Zendesk. just be cool about it. You're Casey. in a CRM that's, that's pit yep. down there. Just, yep, it's a ball it. pit. It's fine. It's a CRM <laughs> it's ball, a ball pit. pit. You're it's having a like... great time. <laughs> Andy, what do you think? You know, on some of these, I'm, I feel like I'm not trying to guess what it really is. I'm make I'm registering a vote on what the definition should be. I love it. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to go with a, a message that arrives without any text. All right. That's the most zen of all emails. Carrie, what do you think? I'm going to go with the one that was about just accepting the reality that you will never maintain in Box Zero. That's right. We all need a little Where's bit Merlin? of zen mail uh, acceptance in our lives. Okay. Kathy. I think I I need to join my soulmate and Casey in Zendesk, please. Come in the CRM in. ball on. pit. Yep. Yeah, yep. you're you're down there in the ball pit now. It's delightful. Yep. Oh, that's yep. going to be great. And Mike, get an extra you get free to wrap hour. this one up. Man, had I not just discarded the emotional answer for Batmobiling because it had nothing to do with tech, <laughs> I would discard the Zen Mail one as well. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the Zen Mail one because I will kick myself if that's really it. And I pick <laughs> well, they're else. all Zen. Which, what, which one do you mean? You mean the Zendesk? Yeah, the, uh, the Zendesk one. Sorry. Zendesk. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, Andy thought that Zen Mail was. Damn, I guessed wrong. A message <laughs> that arrives with no text in the message body. What could be more Zen? That is the correct answer. Hey! All oh, right, surprise! <laughs> Freaking A! Ah. Are you me? If I got a it message that was, was blank, I'm not feeling Zen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, I'm, I'm alarmed. Uh, uh, let's see. So, Carrie thought that it was making peace with the reality that you will never maintain inbox zero. I'm sensing a little soul connection with Simone right there. That was That's Simone's the second answer. time you've fallen for one of mine. So, <laughs> what can I say? And uh, everybody else thought that it was a Zendex, Zendesk email deploying her CRM knowledge. Carrie Provenzano gets four <laughs> Carrie! points. Wow. Carrie! I'm not even, I'm not, well you know, I don't even feel regret for that. You fell right into that bullpit. Um, <laughs> yes. I, would I would like to point out that I have both Zendesk and the empty email as my options to choose from. <laughs> And yet, I went with Zendesk. You got fished in. You got fished you know, in. I, I, I don't even. I don't even care about no one picking my definition. All I care about is that I feel as though I stole four points away from Jason. And isn't that <laughs> doesn't that make us all win? Yeah. I mean, that's true. So it Andy does. tried to outzen me by having the message that was implied but never sent. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but a Zen mail, yeah, a Zen mail is just an empty email message. I think people would get these empty accidental emails and say, "Oh, it's very Zen. It's a Zen. It's Zen mail." All right, we have one more definition in our uh, first half of the show. But before we do that, let me tell you a, a little brief score recap. Carrie uh, dominated and is in the lead with seven. Andy Ooh. has five. I have four. Simone has three. Casey has three. And Kathy and Mike each have one. But there's plenty of High time five. left. We're not even halfway <laughs> through this. It's all to play for. Okay, here we go. Uh, last round before our halftime break. And it is this. Uh, words are fun, but we're going to do something slightly different. I am going to ask you to play a game called What Error Is This? In which you get to diagnose an error on the internet. What error is HTTP error 418? Give me an HTTP error, a web server error message. I'm going to be really pissed when I get this now, wrong. Oh, man. 418. 
HTTP 418. What error is that? Okay, 418, not 417, right? Not 417. Make sure that okay, 418. Okay. The longer I sit here, the more angry I get at myself. This is this is, this game is taking a terrible turn, Jason, and it's all your fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, we have error codes, everybody. Yay! Error 418. Yay. What does it mean? Uh, here are your options for error 418. Unexpected header content. The server is a teapot. The user has temporarily forgotten that humanity was born into suffering just as surely as sparks fly upward. This world is but a veil of tears and the creator, if one even exists at all, is aware of our suffering, but entirely indifferent to it. The server recommends that the user just accept all of this once and for all. Give up on hope. It's an anchor that can only pull you under. Attempting to diagnose networking problems is just a childish distraction from the terrifying inevitability of the open grave that awaits us all. Also, contact your system administrator because this could be a Cloudflare thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's that's boom. It's good. Well it's good. done. That's good stuff. Well done. <laughs> I mean, I, whoever cut, copied, and pasted that after a Google search, I mean, you're not supposed to cheat, but. <laughs> An unknown server error. Unsupported protocol. Connection interrupted. And the server you're trying to reach is offline. Those are your options. For error, HTTP 418. And for this round, we get to begin with Casey. Yay, Casey. Golly. Which one of those is real? I am so perturbed by this because I've done enough web programming in my life that I probably should know the answer. I'm also (laughs) frustrated because I know there are some very weird and esoteric, uh, now I'm saying it, uh, some very weird and esoteric uh, (laughs) errors, errors within the HTTP spec. However... I'm going to go with something that's a little more vanilla, and I'm going to go with unexpected header content. Unexpected header content. All right. Mm -hmm. Andy, what do you think? I'm going to go with unexpected header content because it's of absolutely no use whatsoever (laughs) as a diagnostic. (laughs) It's a classic internet error, isn't it? (laughs) Very much is. Uh, It tells you nothing. I, I, I mean, although I will point out that unknown server error, also an option here. Just as helpful. A lot of good, helpful answers here. Mm -hmm. Any of them could be right. (laughs) Carrie, what do you think? I am going to go with the answer that I have called the essay of existential dread. All right. Just because the internet's <laughs> a weird place. Who knows? It could be real. Uh, and it, it, you're giving a point to somebody for their hard work if it's not real. Kathy. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, Kathy, what do you think? Could I hear again the two after the essay of existential dread, sure. please? An unknown server error and unsupported protocol. So, so we've got uh, among the answers. We got headers. We got protocols. We got unknowns. We got everything <laughs> yeah. is here. Uh, thingies. So <laughs> the thingy many. Went like the deal. Um. <laughs> let's uh, the protocol one. Please. The protocol one. Okay, Mike. Can you read the second one again? The server can't. Uh, no, the server is a teapot. Oh, the one after that. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't read the third one again. 418. Oh, okay. User has temporarily forgotten uh, that humanity was okay. born into suffering. Yeah. I thought there was another et cetera, one et cetera. The essay. I just okay. it was just so it was just so perfect. I just happened to remember it. Just mm-hmm. it's uh. something about the, la- the the musicality of the language. <laughs> uh, about 10 words into that one, I thought that is Andy's, but I almost want to vote for it just yeah, exactly. because of the effort that went into it's it. It's quite a gambit. <laughs> Uh, what was the second to last one? I think that was the protocol one. Right? Uh, unsupported protocol connection interrupted and the uh, servers offline are the last three. Let's do the uh, unsupported protocol. Unsupported protocol. And Simone, what do you think? This is so tough. Um, I think I'm going to follow the the Pied Piper Casey Liss onto <laughs> whatever that first one was. Unexpected header content. Header content. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is, is that everyone? 
that's everyone. It's okay. This doesn't obviously mean anything, but I think Teapot actually could be it. I wasn't confident <laughs> enough to choose it, but there are some weird HTTP errors. And so I'm going to be doubly angry and quit the show if Teapot is <laughs> well, the answer. Casey, um, there is there you're, you're remembering, right? Because there is uh, an HTTP response for that Internet um, server that makes coffee that they had like in a in a university in England, I think somewhere they had the, they had the Internet Internet coffee pot. So mm -hmm. there absolutely was a, a coffee-related HTTP. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking error. of. Okay. <laughs> um, so, all right. Uh, Carrie gave a point to Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well well done. Uh, well, uh, you're which, in the lead. You can afford which, to which do that. Which one was that? Yeah. Can you read that Paid out again? by I the word. <laughs> it starts with a user and ends with Cloudflare, and there's a lot of words in between. I think it ends in Cloudflare. Thing? Clever thing. Thing. Yes, could be. I think there was the... And could Jason, be. bless you for not editing me. That was a very brave uh, thing. I was going to... It was very brave. Uh, you, you, uh, you knew what you were doing. Uh, all right. <laughs> Kathy and Mike thought it was unsupported protocol. That was Casey's fake error response. Mm, nice. <laughs> and that means Casey, Andy, and Simone all decided it was unexpected header content that was mike schmidt's fake oh, response uh, well, done. Schmidt. well done well done i just threw together nice. every term i could think of from my web development days exactly <laughs> god bless you and don't well ever played. ever ever come near the user the user portion of any interface ever again <laughs> and, it, and it's good that we've reached the halftime point where we take a brief break back to the podcast-a-thon before continuing because we're going to need that time to get Casey back because HTTP 418 <laughs> is a response to the Internet coffee pot. And it says that this server can't make coffee, not because it's offline, but because it is a teapot. <laughs> Amazing. I hate everything. I quit. I quit. I quit. Everyone's fired and I quit. Oh, I'm so What mad. a cliffhanger. Will Casey oh. return in part two? Stay tuned for that. But for now, that's Relay FM host Balderdash part one. Back to the podcast-a-thon. Welcome back to Relay FM host Balderdash. When we last left you, Casey quit the show, but we've we've we teased him back. <laughs> Let me tell you the point total uh, so far. I am in the lead with eight points. Uh, they, you, you can't let me win, people. Don't let me win. Uh, Carrie, right behind at seven. Andy has six on the back of his fake answer that people just, you know, he got a point for admiration. Uh, Casey has five, Mike four, Simone three, and Kathy, our most experienced player in the back with one. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Brutal. my experience remains being in the back. Okay, that, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Any, any listeners of Low Definition know that I am most comfortable anyway, this, in the back. In order to, uh, we're going to move on. We have four more rounds. We're going to crown a champion in this half. And uh, we're going to start with a word. Uh, I'm going to admit that I picked this word. This is, this is a, a tech-related term. But I picked it because I knew Casey would be here. Oh no! The word. <laughs> Why are you for so round mean to five, me? Thanks for coming back, Casey. Is Velveeta? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is tech related. Velveeta. It is tech related. There is a tech related oh, term, a jargon God. term for what Velveeta is. Please send me your definitions of Velveeta now. Why are you so mean to me, Jason? I thought we were friends. It comes from I a place of love, Casey. <laughs> Does it though? Does yeah, it though? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that place has love in it. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> uh. All right. All of the definitions for Velveeta are in. I'm going to read them to you now. Velveeta. To post the same thing to an excessive number of different channels. When a program runs smoothly with no errors the first time it's run. Unnecessary code. A community of tech enthusiasts who insist on matching all hardware colors, often using wraps <laughs> to cover laptops and tablets. A fork of an open source project that bears a loose similarity to the original, but adds no new functions and is generally not considered a suitable substitute. 
I, I, this is this is unacceptable. <laughs> a false password used when testing out login procedures, and a technology that is superior to the most popular alternatives, but has a poor <laughs> reputation. Those are your definitions for Velveeta, and we'll start with Andy. I'm going to go with code that runs smoothly because coders who are who, who are really really hardcore into it probably have lots of experience with Velveeta and they actually would think it's a good product and they would think that's a very very kind thing to say about anything. <laughs> Look, I'll say this about Velveeta, it's smooth. Uh carry. Especially when it's, especially when it's ripping through your insides. Carry, what do you Boing! think? <gasps> I am torn between the smoothly with no errors and also the one about the false passwords. Can you read that one a again? A false please? password used when testing out login procedures. Okay, in the interest of forging my own path, I'm going to go with the <laughs> All right. Very nice. Very nice. Kathy? I am so torn between the people that want all of the same color, with the wraps, because that is creative. But I also really like the pun about the fork, <laughs> whether that was on purpose or not. Um, so I'm going, uh, for the fork answer. Going for the fork. All right. Mike, what do you think? I may be overthinking this, but if I, I'm asking myself why you chose this word. And <laughs> I think it's tied to a definition that is somewhat trolling Casey. So I'm going to go with the open source <laughs> one. <laughs> Which one? The open source one. Uh, open source fork, that one? Yes. All right. Mike on the fork with Kathy. Simone. <laughs> uh -oh. I've pushed on my nose so hard making my thinking face that I look like an old-timey drunk. Um, <laughs> WC Fields, let me know what you think now. <laughs> I really... Okay, what was the one that was right before the fake password one? Uh, fork of an open source project. That's the fork. It's a fork one. Okay. I, I'm going to go with Carrie on fake password. Fake password. I couldn't tell you why. It just, but uh, it, is it seems like it that's is. what it is. All right. Yeah. And Casey. I quit this game. Velveeta <laughs> is superior to Kraft Mac and Cheese. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. This game is rigged against me, and I am filing a formal protest when it is complete. However, even though I think Mike's point about trolling me is excellent and is probably the correct answer, I have to go with, I believe it was Andy that said, running smoothly without errors uh, on the first crack. Uh, that is that is zen for, for a developer, and that is what I would like zen to choose. Zen males. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's start with that one, Casey. Oh, no. Casey and Andy <laughs> thought uh, Velveeta was when a program runs so smooth that you may be soulmates. Simone's answer. <laughs> well done. Very well done. And Very Simone, well done. May, may I also compliment you? That is absolutely perfectly. Again, I'm, I'm voting for the ones that it should. That's be. Velveeta, yeah. baby. That's, that's, no, no, I, you can just see it, right? Somebody present, like, let's just build and run it and see. Oh man, yeah. oh. it's Velveeta. Yeah. <laughs> going to be the new that's now term. now what it means all right um kathy and mike thought it was the fork of an open source project that looks like the original but actually doesn't do anything new that was andy's definition mm. good job uh-oh and carrie and simone both thought it was a false password used when testing out logging procedures kathy's already said oh no because that's kathy's fake <laughs> <Yeah>. answer <laughs> i win again when you think velveeta if you think about a mass-produced product that is just a same homogenous nothing that would be when you cross post everything to a whole bunch of places it. but it's always the same post that's a Velveeta come I guess. on oh, no. Oh, no all 
right. this man. We're going to turn this around, everybody. We're going to turn um, this around. Under, under, under my authority, Simone, I'm giving you authorship of that term. New yeah, definition. Yeah, that's way better definition. As the author of a Random House Tech Dictionary. How will I, Listeners I am, out there, you know what to do. How will I troll Casey next? Why well, I, I probably am oh, done God. now. Probably. Uh, I'm no, in the lead not. now with 12 points. Andy has eight. You're, see, that's the trolling right yeah. there. You're, you're Andy has lead. eight. <laughs> Carrie has seven. Simone and Casey have five. Mike has four. And Kathy has three. Woo-hoo! Things are really moving along here. Uh, let's move to round six. The word for round six, it's a phrase really, is backhoe day. <laughs> backhoe day. B A C K H O E day. What is a backhoe day? Please send me your definitions now. Wait, this is round six, the crazy round. It's a, it's a perfectly normal round. But anything could happen. All right. All of the definitions for backhoe day are in. Let me read them to you now. Backhoe day. Taking a personal day to organize your digital files, popularized in a medium post from tech journalist Daniel Roscoe. When employees are sent home from work because the office network is down. The first day on a project when the team lays the groundwork for what is to come. When everyone in an office works on that one project they don't actually want to do in order to get it off the to-do list. (laughs) Taking a day from delivering new features to instead clean up technical debt. A day spent focusing on and refactoring inefficient code. And the last day before a major software project goes to release candidate status, features with major unsolved issues are cleared out in bulk. Those are the definitions for Backhoe Day. And to get us started, it will be Carrie Provenzano. Carrie, what do you think Backhoe Day is? I am going to go for the one that was about the team spending a day working on a project for the work yet to come something like that laying the groundwork from what is yet to come yes. all yes laying the groundwork right. let's laying go with that one groundwork great kathy uh let's do the one where uh you take out the features that don't work like the day before a project ah, is that the uh, one? last day before a major project goes to release candidate you yes, clear one. out unre- unsolved issues right yes. okay mike that first one was very specific and is either correct or Andy's. So that one. <laughs> this is my problem. Right? See, that, this is, that, I, I'll take that as a, as a compliment because when I don't know what I'm talking about, I do try to sound as though I'm being authoritative and I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that means that. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that that mail order, I, I, I save $80,000 by going for the mail order course in journalism instead of going to some fancy Columbia School of Journalism or something. Well, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, the first one. You're going you're gonna to do that. Whether it's real yep. or Andy, you're going with that one. <laughs> Got it. Simone? Uh, <laughs> not one of the definitions yes, i agree is that with Concur. four a's or five does anyone else this might be cheating if it is don't answer does anyone else recognize the name of the journalist that was referenced in the first answer all right no but that doesn't mean anything sure fair enough um i will go with technical debt no you know what i'm going with the first one i'm going with mike go with Same mike answer on the first one okay forget the spread forget the spread casey i'm sorry the first one was which one a personal day to organize your digital files popularized in a medium post uh okay okay uh i i don't know i think it's going to be the one where the network is down because i know that like undersea internet cables will get cut accidentally or whatever and then you know the internet collapses and so i'm hopeful that maybe because you know a backhoe is like sliced the cabling going into a building or something like that then everyone gets their backhoe day Hmm. and that's what i'm gonna go with all right and andy you know, I was going to go with the clearing up technical debt because I'm not 100% sure it is the actual right answer, but I really loved the craftsmanship of the term technical debt and how it was used. And I wanted to reward that, but 
after uh, after Casey talked about the idea of you get an unexpected day off because of backhoe cut through a line, that actually sounds familiar. And if it's not familiar, it sounds like something that would be the obvious. <laughs> say, oh, we got a back to backhoe day. Meaning, no, it's not that. It's not as though there was a huge emergency. It was like, no, someone did something stupid, and now we don't have any lights, and they decided to send us home. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. High five. All right. Well, let's start with that one then. When employees are sent home because the office network is down, Casey did such a great job selling that, that he stole that point that would have gone to his answer if Andy hadn't switched. I know. To this (laughs) answer. (laughs) Good news. That is absolutely the correct answer. It's like a snow day for office workers. Yes. The backhoe cut the line and now we can't work. You are welcome, everyone. Thank you, Casey. That that really, I'm not lying, that really did totally turn me around. Casey got it. He he nailed it. He got it exactly right. Good job, Casey. And then Andy Andy fortunate to follow him in that round and able to jump on. If Casey had been first in that round, everybody would have probably jumped on it there because he... Charlie Weaver for the steal. Perfectly (laughs) parsed out there. All right, what else did we have? We had the medium post taking a personal day to organize your digital files. Who doesn't love a medium post again, showing that specificity can get you points. Carrie Provenzano. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, are, are, are we making a soul connection here? Because Carrie picked Simone's answer about laying the groundwork. Uh, so, and, so we know who you're doing your podcast with. That's excellent. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Problem solved. And, at least that's solved. And Kathy. Two uh, people who are good at making stuff up. They used the backhoes <laughs> to clear out the unsolved issues before the release candidate. That was Andy's answer. So mm. Kathy gets a point or gives a point to Andy there. It gives it. Yeah. We'll move on to round seven. Um, I'm still in the lead, but Andy is right behind me with 11. Carrie very close behind with nine. Casey has seven. Simone, six. Mike, four. And Kathy has three. Two more rounds to go. Still a lot of points out there on the board (laughs) for people. Uh, And let's go on to our next word. Our next word is a phrase, actually. Angry garden salad. <laughs> angry garden salad. Oh. What is the definition for angry garden salad and what does it have to do with technology? Something. Please send me your definitions for angry garden salad now. I saw this definition and it was like a, a beam of light came upon me and said, oh, this is ridiculous. And so here it is in round seven angry garden salad. All right, all the definitions are in for angry garden salad. I can't wait to see what these are. Angry garden salad. The complaints received when software changes or removes a popular feature. Disgruntled employees when forced to take a meeting outside when a meeting room (laughs) is double booked. A software project without a project owner that combines a large number of features from multiple teams. A deeply derisive and dismissive term for a horribly written piece of source code and what it looks like to another programmer. When commercial off-the-shelf software is configured wrong and causes a complete system failure. A poorly designed website. And when the project lead asks you to work through lunchtime, causing you to throw out your lunch in futile rage. Futile rage! It's the best kind of rage. Uh, Those are the definitions for Angry Garden Salad. And to guess first, we're going to go back up to the top and Kathy. Leading the parade is Kathy. Uh, Let's lead the parade outside because our meeting room has been double booked. Yeah, now you're just an angry garden salad. Now I'm just an angry All garden salad. Right. Mike, what about you? Can you reread that source code one? Uh, deeply dis- derisive and dismissive term for what a horribly written piece of source code looks like to another programmer. That one feels right. I'll go with that one. You've seen some angry garden salad in your time, haven't you? Simone. What was the one that came right before the source code one? A software project without a project owner that combines a large number of features from multiple teams. Now that's an angry garden salad. Am I right? All right. I'm doing it. Casey, 
I have no clue what the correct answer is for this. None of well, us do, I am, Casey. I am deeply lost. We're trying to put a brave face on all of Golly. this for the past hour and a half. Golly, I am lost. Um, I like, however, and I and I wish for the correct answer to be not only because I want to score points, but because I think it's great. Uh, and I would, if you wouldn't mind rereading it, but whichever one was the one about removing a popular feature, I thought that was very well crafted. Uh, the complaints received when software changes or removes yeah. a popular I'm, feature. I'm going to go but, with that, please. You should see the Angry Garden salad we got today. <laughs> that one's really good. <laughs> All right. You guys are spreading it out here, uh, which, you know, I, I guess you're trying to block me. Andy, what do you think it is? I am going to go with thro- the one that ends with throwing the, your, your lunch salad in the trash because that was such a <laughs> that's such a beautifully evocative <laughs> word picture that, again... I might be correct, but I just want to honor whoever made that up if someone made that the up. Feudal rage. Feudal rage. I just <laughs> got I got surf, the Angry Garden salad today. Sticking it to the lords. <laughs> Bob gave me the Angry Garden salad again. <laughs> All right, Carrie, what do you think? I've written three question mark. So please could you reread number three for me, please? Because uh, I think I heard something in there I liked. A software project without a project owner that combines a large number of features from multiple teams. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. Carries on that one. Okay. Uh, let's start with uh, Casey. Casey mm-hmm. thought that Angry Garden Salad was the complaints received when software changes or removes a popular feature. That was Kathy's answer. Well done, Kathy. Nice, Kathy. Thanks for the point, mm-hmm. Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy thought that it was disgruntled employees forced to take a meeting outside. That was Carrie's answer. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of good, like, little novelettes happening yeah, in this nice. one. I really did yeah. enjoy this one. I'd read the book. Carrie and Simone thought it was a software project without an owner, combining a large number of features from multiple teams. That was Mike's answer. Mm, that nice. was a good <laughs> yeah, answer, it was, Mike. It was. Yeah. Mike thought it was a deeply derisive and dismissive term for horribly written source code as viewed from another programmer. That was... Andy's answer. Uh oh. Goodness. And Andy thought it was uh, when you throw out your lunch in feudal rage because your <laughs> boss makes you work through lunchtime. That was Simone's answer. Oh, no. no. Even with the spread? You know, it doesn't really Even matter who spread? wins. Uh, it matters which contestant wins because I, again, have defeated you all. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, an angry garden salad uh, is when uh, you click on a bunch of links on a website and they go to the wrong place. It's a poorly uh, designed website. An angry. Oh my gosh. Not the best definition. Garden salad. Yeah. Poorly designed website. That's a terrible really definition. A poorly. We don't like it. I, no. The skies yours, have not yours were all for better. Us. Yours were all better. <laughs> all right. Uh, one more round to go. Uh, Andy has 12. Carrie has 10. Simone and Casey have seven. Mike, five. Kathy, four. I think it's still all to play for. Andy's definitely got a little bit more on the rest of you. Uh, we're going to do for our last round something a little bit different. It's one of my favorite rounds from Low Definition, hosted by Steve Letts over on the Incomparable Game Show, which we are using his spreadsheet and his rules. So thank you to Steve for doing that. Uh, this is called Goo Complete Me. <laughs> yes! <laughs> in Goo Complete Me, I am going to give you the first few words of a Google search that I made in private browser mode. And you need to tell me what the top ranking autocompletion was. Oh, no. So, for example, if I searched for why does the Death Star, the answer would be have a hole. Seriously. That's the answer. Why does the Death Star have a hole? Here's what you all need to guess the auto-completion of. Why does the iPad... Please complete this Google search now. I would love it if the actual, like, number one response was something so unbearably filthy that it would just totally ruin all of your plans for being able to release this show. Like, oh my god, people are using it for... Oh my god! Uh, I really shouldn't have picked that one then, should I? (laughs) (laughs) That's on me. It all comes back to the Urban Dictionary, doesn't it? (laughs) 
All right, all the definitions are in, or should I say all the autocompletes are in. For this Google search, <laughs> why does the iPad, again, everybody's trying to guess the number one autocomplete on Google for why does the iPad at my house in a private browser window, you know, it changes over time. But when I recorded this um, and put it down for posterity, here are your options. Why does the iPad not have a headphone jack? Why does the iPad not have a keyboard? Why does the iPad have a camera? Why does the iPad not have a calculator? Why does the iPad cost so much? And why does the iPad not rotate my app? Those are your potential (laughs) answers for why does the iPad. And now we will start with Mike. I'll go with the first one about the headphone jack. Headphone jack. All right. Uh, Simone. I am going to go with calculator. The James Thompson answer. Why does the (laughs) iPad not have a calculator? Always with us in spirit. Casey. Uh, you know, when I was listening to all the options, I wanted to pick something that was, you know, kind of affirmative, you know, not, I didn't want one of the knots. However, in thinking about it, what would your average person ask Google? I think the clear winner must be, why does the iPad not have a calculator? I agree with Simone on this one. All right. On the calculator, Andy. This is the, that was a very good, very well-formed question. Because why, to me, the way I'm breaking this apart is that why is a, they're not expecting an actual practical answer to solve a problem that they're having. They're just befuddled and they don't know why this is. So I, I'm torn between the headphone jack or why does it cost so much? If we're going for the number one answer, I think most people would universally think I can buy a whole Chromebook or I could buy a whole Windows notebook for this amount of money. So I'm going to go with why does the iPad cost so much? Cost so much. All right, Carrie? Yeah, I had similar thinking. I'm thinking that what's the most generic question that people are going to ask? So I'm also going to go with why does it cost so much? All right. And Kathy? Well, I felt socially obligated to give the James Thompson answer, but (laughs) since it has been provided by two other lovely hosts on this show, um, I am instead going to go for why does my iPad or why does the iPad not rotate my app? Not rotate. Whatever that my yes. app good question also 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 a good one because that would be an answer an answer to a question right a yes. problem. all right good. i didn't think about that uh all of the answers are in for our final round let's see how it worked out mike thought it was why does the ipad not have a headphone jack andy almost picked that answer he agreed it was a very good <laughs> answer that's because it was andy's answer <laughs> well done. still well is done. uh at least at least two percent of my 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 weekly rage output is still on my ipad pro and damn it I just yeah. not have it. it's huge it has room for it i'm sorry kathy that, thought it was not rotate my app that was carrie's handcrafted mm-hmm. fake answer very Carrie. good mm-hmm. thanks had i given it I'm more thought i probably would have picked that one that was very very good Andy and Carrie thought that it was, why does the iPad cost so much? And that was Simone's fake answer. Oh, well played, Simone. That was good. Thank you. Well done. Worthy of a Romulan. Very good. (laughs) And Simone and Casey both thought it was the James Thompson answer, why does the iPad not have a calculator? Say it. Say it. And they're right. That was the answer. Yeah! Yes! Why? Yeah, exactly. Why does yes! it not? 
I'm I'm just happy that it's an exclamation of frustration and anger and not just simply a rational yep, yep. sort of, gee, I don't know how to convert a PDF file yep. into this. Yeah, because it's not like, how do I get a calculator on my iPad? It's just like, for the love of God, <laughs> why, why? is this so dumb? <laughs> just Google searches, sometimes they're, they are, uh, what, what was the phrase? It's just a futile rage. It's an outlet for yeah. futile yeah. rage for your angry garden angry salad. Garden salad. <laughs> yep. Well, that brings us to the end. Uh, I got the most points, but that doesn't really matter. Andy is our player winner with 13 points congratulations andy simone and carrie end up tied for second with 11 casey race tight race casey had nine mike had five and kathy comfy in the back with the pillows with four but (laughs) y'all did great to spread out your definitions were fantastic this was a lot of fun so one last time i want to thank my players kathy campbell mike schmitz simone de rochefort Casey Liz, Andy Anako, and Carrie Provenzano. Thank you for being on Relay FM host Balderdash. And that ends this year's Relay FM game show on the Podcastathon. Goodbye!